Hello, 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 and welcome to the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast. I'm your host, Edith Ivy Rosenblatt, and I am so honored to introduce tonight's guest, Tony B. Stylist of the Group Chat Live podcast. What an amazing human being. Mel, the podcaster, and myself met with Tony at the Pod Gals Experience in Houston, Texas. An amazing event put on by the Alicia E. on Instagram, a woman bringing podcasters together in Houston. And I'll put all of that information in the bio. It was an amazing experience and you will hear me use the word culture several times during the episode. There is so much culture in Houston and Tony quashes some beliefs about rappers on her podcast. Recording with entertainers, comics, rappers in Houston, showing the soft side of them as opposed to the quote unquote gangster side. Tony is a hairstylist and a professional as well as a podcaster. Her love for the craft is apparent as she shares how she started podcasting. She shows other women how to be present for themselves and being fearless about it. Tony left the cast with some very wise words. Are you going to let life happen to you or are you going to let life happen? It's already hard to be a human being. We lose time and energy worrying. And people are raised on love and struggle. I I just thought all of those things were super profound. And it made me really think about how much of my energy I just let go. All of this on the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast Thank you for being the very reason the podcast is alive and well. Peace out and word to your mom. Hello. Hello. Hi, Miss Pris. How are you doing? Hello, Mel of TikTok. How are you, darling? Oh, my gosh. It has been amazing to be able to schedule you. You are so busy. Have you ever I been know. in a co- podcast before? I haven't, but I have so much gratitude. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Did you read the little list I gave you of things not to do on a podcast? Um, where'd you send it? Uh, was it to my email? Oh my gosh! I um, I this number, this number that I just called you on. I text. Excuse me. Are you? Are Miss Pris? That's on the list of things not to do. Are you drinking a carbonated beverage? Oh my gosh. <coughs> Chris, my God, I wanted to sit down and talk gratitude with you, but oh, I think we should just start over. Okay, Let's start so, over. We'll start okay. over. I'm so sorry. Are, are you finished pouring your drink? I am. I, I okay. I'm finished. 
I'm okay, finished. take a few sips, and then we're not going to drink any more soda right now. Okay. okay. Ready in three, two, one. Oh, okay. hi, Miss Pris. We're here today. We're going to talk about gratitude. I'm so glad you're here. Mel of TikTok, thank you for having me. I have so much gratitude for being on your show. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been so busy all over Facebook. And um, I see that you're branching out into Instagram. So, um, yeah, that that are you are you sweeping your house? What are you I, doing? Well, you know, I I just got done working out two straight hours. I rode mm-hmm. my bike five miles and then I walked a mile. Oh, that's beautiful to do so such now, taking care yeah. of yourself. Yes. yes what yes, are you so, doing now? Um, well, I was kind of hungry and well, you uh, know, you're going to can Do we have to start over? No, I'm thinking I can edit this out, but you know, you know, I'm not very good at editing. So, you know, I like to present raw footage for my listeners, but I don't know if they're going to be able to hear your voice with all of this noise. So oh, okay. um, if we do talk about this at a later, t- I think, yeah. you know, I really wanted to know about, you know, what was on the headlines with that celebrity. Um you know, that Hollywood hunk that you were um, almost arrested with? Oh, and the, yeah. um, I was hoping that you could share that with us. Do you think? Oh, my God. Okay, we're going to have to reschedule. I'm so sorry, Miss Pris. This this is too much. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I... I no. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll talk on Facebook. Maybe we'll do a Facebook live some other time. Okay. okay. Bye, Miss Chris. Nice Peace talking out. to you. Bye. Hello. Hello, goddess. How are you? I'm fine. I'm okay now. What about you? How are you doing? I am well. So just before the podcast, I thought it would be a great idea if I ate all the trail mix. Why not? It's right there. (laughs) Not just some of the trail mix, all of it. All of it. Hi. Goddess Tony, how are you, darling? Thank you. I am good. How are you all doing? Good. We've been so excited. We've been reviewing your podcast. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Me and my friends have a time on our podcast. I'm telling you. It looks like a blast. Oh, my God. Yes, it does. We're actually like college friends. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Young people need a voice. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And you guys talk about, I mean, you you roll the place. Yeah, you talk to artists, musicians, and I love them, and they're so cool, and Yes. Really authentic. It's yes. it's <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. You know what? We actually we was we got started in the comedian circuit, mm-hmm. and um, a Houston comedian kind of. We were out and about. We were going out. If you notice, we like to party. Mm-hmm. And my yes. friends, 
my friends are from Houston. And so Brittany um, B, who's on the show, she was my roommate in college. And then Jennifer would come down to visit us. And so we just got really, really close. And when we were in college, Jennifer had her son, and it made us, like, so inseparable. We were already, like, a family, but it really made us, like, it really showed me sisterhood. So when we graduated college, they came back, and I was like, oh, I don't want to move back to Dallas. I want to go back to my friends. And luckily, my older sister had moved here. She had graduated and was teaching. So I stayed and fell in love with the city and their family. I have a few family members that live here and we just developed um we we were friends and their childhood friends and then I came in through college. Mm-hmm. And so um probably in 2016, 2017, it was a group of us, it was about nine of us in a group, and we would go out and me and Jennifer would go out every weekend. And um <laughs> we go to a little club mm-hmm. um after I was club. <laughs> <laughs> When we would be at the club, um, our friends, we would talk. Because if you know of an after hours, then you know it's really social. Like, yeah. people are talking. It's oh, yeah. You get to know people. So we would talk to our friends, and the guys would be like, oh, my God. Y'all are so open. <laughs> and I would love to hear our perspective because we were honest. And we would talk to them about how we were dating the men and the men would do us wrong. But we would still be like these hopeless romantics. And um, they would give us advice and it was fun. So jokingly, one of our friends was like, oh, you guys should have a show. And we literally laughed it off. We partied and we went on. Mm-hmm. Someone said, Jennifer a text and um, it was a man and we were like he just randomly sent you that and she was like yes oh and we were in a group text talking about it and everybody chimed in and we were like if men only knew what went on in the group chat they would know so we were sitting at a table one Friday we ordered a $36 mic off of <laughs> oh my god wow connected <laughs> it to an iPad and we did a, a podcast. So if you ever listen to our very, very, very first podcast. I did. It was five of us. And you can hear uh, wine glasses clicking in the back. Because our other two co-hosts, um, our other two former co-hosts, um, drunk wine a lot. And they would drink wine in the show. Mm-hmm. So that tells you how amateur we were. So we had. I loved it though. Yes, so fun. It was at the the course, so we were relaxed. So we recorded two episodes, and we went to LA. Went on a girls trip to LA. Had the most awesome edible experience, um, safari experience, and we were taking pictures and things and showing um, people on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So when we came back. One of the guys from the club hosted a comedy night, and he was a comedian. And he was like, you guys look like y'all had a really good time. I want y'all to come to my comedy night on Monday with amateur comedians. And I want y'all to do street um, interviews. And at the time, that was not really popular because it was right before the pandemic. It was like 2017. So we would do them, and the people would look at us like, these girls are asking. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And so we said, okay, we'll just do one or two. And it went from one or two to doing a show. Um, we One of our claim to fame shows um, was Power of the Vagina. 
and mm-hmm. it's I love it. the power that women have and how men think they hold so much power, but they don't hold as much power as they think they do. And we were joking in the beginning. We were playing. We did not think we were going to go this far with it, but it was so fun. Um, we've learned so much about each other. Um, we've learned so much individually and we've met so many people that I couldn't imagine not podcasting now. Wow. See? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I have a question. Yes. So the title, it, it sounds like that's how you, you so I, when I went online, I got yes. to see how many group chats there were. And yes. it's a very popular trend in podcasting. It's, yes. And apparently yes. it's to show the different culture from the different cities between the different people. And yes. and that's essentially what group chat live is, is its own entity. It's its own universe. It's got its own yes. life to it. Um, yes. So how did you come to the group chat live with the live being spelled with an exclamation point so <laughs> because, because that made live. it very complicated for for me to find in the beginning so i do apologize we hear that a lot and being that i am promotion um i do the social media um just as hard as it is so y'all it is hard <laughs> for me so i apologize the reason we came that was initially we were um a five and so it said five and at the time when we went to um it happened really fast from the transition of one to two from five to three and we could just really not think about it. And we were like, if we were live right now, like if we were live, this would be so crazy. And live just came into our mind. And we were like, group chat live. And the group chat is so live. And it is so true. Mm-hmm. It is true. It's a, it's chat, a, yeah. Yes. If you saw our group chat, if you saw... <laughs> the emotions that we go through from devotion in the morning to heartbreak in the middle of the day to I think I found my husband to he's not the one to outfits. <laughs> we're literally like we're 34 and 35. Mm-hmm. Um, us are married. Um, two of our friends um, have kids. Two of us don't. Um, we all work. All of us have bis- um, small businesses. And so we are literally, you know, transitioning through life. This last season um, of the show, you hear me talk about grief therapy because I lost my granddad. I went through a really, really bad um, breakup. And then like four months later, I lost my dad. So I lost my mm-hmm. grandpa, breakup, and then my dad. Yeah. And so um, we talk, we touch on me going to therapy because if you w- listen to the transition from the beginning to the end, you wouldn't expect it. But um, I go to therapy. So I talk about my struggles with grief. Um, we talk with Bia with her struggles of wanting to be a mom. She's 35 and her vision of she thought by now she would be a mom and she would be married. And then we talk from Jen's perspective. Um, she's our more liberal friend. She's a sex confidence coach. But she's an amazing mom and how she navigates still having her independence, 
still knowing who she is, but still being a mom. And us still, realistically, we're 35. We Mm -hmm. have seen so much happen. And we've lived through so many things. And life has taught us so many lessons that we don't run out of things to talk about because there's always something to talk about because there's not a voice for us. Um, Yeah. Women, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. what women need to do right now is we need to all speak up, all ages. Yes. We all can learn from each other. It's just we've been through so many years of of in a competition. Yes. And, and now it's like, girl, it's 2023. We're not competing. We're here for each no other. More. We're here to share experiences. And there's no more gatekeeping for any of us. And that's that's what smart women do is share. Yeah. yeah. And we're really big on, um, we always say like the girls, girls. Like, I know people see us out and they see us out and about, but we are the girls that are in the restroom saying, hey, girl, I love your outfit. You mm-hmm. look so cute. What lipstick do you have on? And the reason why is one, our friendship was literally built on it. Um, Brit, we we went to Lamar in Beaumont. Shout out to LU. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for bringing me <laughs> my friends. And um, we lived in the student housing, and in the student apartments that we lived in, you have um, two bedrooms and a bathroom on one side, two bedrooms and a bathroom on the other side. And so Brit was moved into my apartment, and I had already had roommates. And so at the time, I had been like about three months and I didn't have a roommate. Me and the girls who we were initially roommates, we had just kind of grew apart because of college. And so I didn't think I was going to get a roommate. And so when initially when I met her, she slept the first two days. And so I mm. called my mom and I was like, Mama, I just don't know if this is going to work. She's never coming out of her room. And when I come back from class, she's at work gone. And I just don't know. And we should have room. <laughs> I was just so wary. And so yeah. it happened to be, I think she had been there like a week. And Britt actually came, um, came home. I think we were at home at the same time. And I was like, hey, my sister is going to come visit from um, Prairie View. And it's going to be a lot of them that come. And normally I'm here on the weekends by myself. But since you're here, do you mind? And she was like, oh, yes. So like, I can make them cupcakes. You see how cupcakes. easy that was? Just and we were like, yes. Yeah. And my friends, came, my friends and family came. And it was like Brit knew us all our life. Tell you after that weekend, that has been my best friend. That has been my best friend. So when Jenny came, um, Jenny came along and she came to visit and we instantly, it was an instant connection. I loved mm-hmm. her genuine personality. She's someone that you could have the world on you and you could just sit down and talk to her and she might not have a solution, but she has an energy on her. That's like, okay, I feel okay. Like I'm yeah. to tell you how I feel. You're not going to judge me and we can, you, you're going to help me navigate this through Whereas Brit gives logic, like oh, ah, yeah, yeah, like, you, come on now, yeah, there's superpowers there, and Tony, yes. you have your superpower. So, yes. the other question is, there's three of you. When I'm looking at your yes. podcast preview, yes, and you are to the far left, and you're in a yellow blouse with purple flowers. Yes, and ma'am. Then, Who's that in the middle? Is that Jen Bunny or is that B? That is Jen Bunny. I believe if you're looking at the same picture that's on my Spotify, if I am not mistaken, that is going to be red hair is going to be Jenny. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and black hair is going to be and see we just changed we transitioned over so I'm so sorry I'm just now seeing <laughs> but both have red hair, hair is red hair is Jenny and Brit is in the sh- or would be in the shorts with the boots on. Okay, Brit is in the shorts with the boots on. Okay, yes. cool. Yes, all ma'am. right. It's good to have it's good to have faces with names. Yeah, yes. it, and that because I've listened to podcasts and it's like two or three people and it's like I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I got it figured out. This is the one with the short hair, and then they start laughing and then I get all mixed, mixed up. up. But it's like, wait, wait, I had it. Yes, you have to start and listening. I'm gonna tell you this for us and this, um, you know, for me because I am. I don't want to say a feminist almost, but um, I don't believe that you have to sell sex to sell. I feel mm-hmm. like you can be fully clothed and sell yourself. Mm-hmm. But in the industry that we're in, um, we saw we see so much of a difference, so much um, success when we put a face. So initially, people would only hear us, like you could only hear us, mm-hmm. and we would occasionally post pictures online. And I started researching, and I was like, we get a lot more when people can um, see us. Yeah. And so when we started going out, and people were more familiar with our work, they would say, I couldn't wait to see your face when you see <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. so I nice. Know that How funny. So it made me pay attention and say, okay, hey, I have to show who we are. So we spent um, the pandemic and a little bit after really crafting, really rebranding, and really just setting a motion. Um, we're really big on everybody having their own lane. So um yeah. who who everybody has their own lane, everybody has a role, everybody has their job that they do. And once we configure that in, that's why um we don't do the competition and I go, we're not competing because everybody has their lane, everybody has their power that they are good at. Jennifer mm-hmm organized she's a treasurer she's gonna keep three calendars and she's gonna make sure we're on time she is amazing at that me and Brittany aren't i am good at promotion talking to business putting a deal in um explaining really good with logistics that is what i'm doing b is logic she lets us see the two sides um almost like legal counsel um we really need her because she helps us keep us out the deep end when it's like okay we really want to do this she's able to go back and read the fine print and make sure legally we're covered and make sure logistically and morally you know that we're covered as well as she is the one who does the audio recording so Mm -hmm. when we're not in the studio for production that is what b does because she is great at it once we eliminated ego and thought about teamwork, that's how we have been able to be a podcast for so long. That's beautiful. I love that. That's beautiful. Because it is hard for women to work together because Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, they're not everyone knows their roles in, in any organization. And, and and it takes a lot for one to say, okay, this is my superpower. This is what you're going to do. Some women get resentful egos, you know, uh, personalities, everyone's yes. hurt, and then you can't work together. And then, you know, when you, you have all that pent up, uh, uh, you know, the frustration inside and you don't talk about it, then forget it. But 
when when there's three and you know what your roles are and the expectations, it, it works. And it looks like y'all have accomplished that. Yes. Now I do want people to understand it is not like super easy. I don't want people, I don't ever want to paint a picture like we just are roses and it is so easy. We literally have people that we do reach out. I would tell anyone, anyone that is listening right now and you and your friends, are going to start a podcast, have a unbiased person that you all equally trust and that you know is going to hold you accountable as an individual and as a group. Um, One thing that worked for us is that our production, our producers, shout out to Matchbox Production, um, really holds us accountable for what he knows we can be and who we know we are just based off of learning us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have someone from another business that's in a band. He helps us legally. And then th- some of those artists that y'all see us with, we do have personal relationships with. And so we're able to get the industry knowledge to go with. And we hold each- we hold each other accountable. We hold meetings we take notes, we ask, and we put a lot of work, a lot of sweat, and a lot of sacrificing in to make sure that it works. And mm-hmm. it's not something that happens overnight. It takes yeah. a lot of sitting and planning and being mm-hmm. honest with yourself and your audience. Yeah, that's true. That's it's good. called integrity, Tony. Yes. <laughs> you have it. Yes. And I love that. Yes. And we don't go on the mic. We try our best not to go on the mic angry at each other. Um, if it's not organic, we don't go on the mic. Um, we have it, we we have episodes where we tried it and we saw and we were not happy with it. Yeah, you um, can hear it. You can, you can hear, hear it. it. Oh man! It. And your audience can feel it, especially when you have people that listen to you a lot. Mm-hmm. They know what they're used to. They know what they have bought into. They know what their expectation is. That's right. They'll send you, you know, a WTF if something you sure will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how about this statement, Tony? Yes. I am in a state of delusion and I'm having a ball. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That is, that is my cue. I love that. Um, yeah. delusion. The reason why I'm in a state of delusion, I am currently, um, and it's my favorite male that I like the most is listening because I know he's going to listen to this. This does not pertain to you, love. I just have <laughs> so much like It's not about you, I darling. Of, um, I got it. My breakup was really bad. It was very, very bad. Okay. And um, I hold myself accountable for some of it. And I hold him fully accountable for his part. Mm-hmm. And um, it took me a year because it's been about a year to get past that and so now I don't want to get into anything super serious right now and I want to have fun and I kept finding myself because I had been in a relationship for so long um putting so much value on temporary people that mm-hmm. I was trying to have fun with yeah not do exactly. a whole I just need to be a little delusional and so I tried it and I was like oh this is fun and I so love I- it <laughs> I'm that way all the time <laughs> but it makes me feel so carefree because um I'm kind of like a 
I'm a lover girl on the inside, but on the outside, you have to kind of get there with me. And I have to fully trust you to let you in that space because I feel that's a very vulnerable space to let somebody in, especially as a male, um, especially because out of some of my dating experiences and watching men use that again. So now I'm in a space of like, I can control this. I can control where this goes. I can control where it doesn't go. And I can control me. Um, Isn't me. that a good feeling? It's almost yeah. like you want to, like when you meet someone, you're like, hmm, here's an assignment. I want you to write 500 words on how you yes. want to treat me and why I should even let you into my life. Yes. And that's something Um, now this last year. And I, people always, people, somebody asked me this and I was like, what have you learned? Somebody asked me, I was like, what have you learned from death? And um from grieving because mm-hmm. I have I struggle with my grief a lot and um it, it really made my anxiety a lot. And I said that one thing that I learned was being intentional and not just being um anything. I am very intentional in my words, I am intentional in my actions, but also intentional in my thoughts. And mm-hmm. so if I put this expectation to this man. And he just wants to give a little bit of it. Okay, let's go into delusion. I can mm. go into full act and I can give you exactly that. Have a good time and move on. Because yeah. I have saved myself a lot of time, a lot of hurt, and energy. A lot of, mm-hmm. Yes, energy 34. If I could tell anybody, this is my year of delusion, but not delusion to the point where I have lost myself. Right. Year of figuring out, like, I, I don't got to hold you accountable. Like, yeah. I don't have to hold you accountable. You don't have to hold me accountable. But I also don't have to deal with you. And I also can tell you why and be okay with that. That's what Edith is always saying. She's like, yes. she's, uh, you don't owe me anything. I don't owe you anything. Yes. There it is. Because I hold that. I am a person that holds that. I, I hold a lot of that on people. Like, hey, I expect this out of you because this is, this is what you have said in front of me. Mm-hmm. When I really had to go back and say, or am I putting this expectation on them and they've never given me this room? Okay, you don't owe me that because yeah. I created that expectation. You didn't create that expectation. And so that took a lot of hurt. That's that self-reflection that we have to do sometimes. Right. That's right, because expectations, if you have too much of an expectation on a situation or on a person, it only leads to disappointment. It really does. Yes. Mm-hmm. A frightening amount of disappointment. Oh, yeah. Well, the longer time you give it, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, yes. it's, it's the wrong kind of being delusional. The kind yes. of delusional you're talking about, Tony, is something that is super positive. It's basically you're living in the moment. You're, yes. you're not attaching a meaning to anybody's words or their emotions. Yes. You're moving freely through your own universe. You're taking care of yourself and your responsibilities and the things that you need to do. And you all have this podcast together and you nurture it like a small child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really true. And That's just learning true. how to be 34-year-old women who, and I know everybody say you should plan and you should have like these goals, but we have the goals for the things that really, really matter. 
like the things that are super important, like finances, buying a home, our health, our mental health. But on the dating and on the fun spectrum, sometimes you have to take a breath and say, instead of saying, what is this going to be in five months? Let's just do this day by day. Yeah. Isn't that day. better? Yeah. Yes, it takes the stress off of things. Because I'm if yeah. I'm dating, and I've already said, okay, in five months, we should be here. And in six months, we should be here. I've put an expectation and stress on you, but on myself as well. Mm-hmm. So, if you live up and that's so unnecessary it is right. so many other things you are going to have to stress and be worried about when that is one part of my life that i can say okay let's just have fun with this and yeah. i really have enjoyed it and i i'm gonna continue because <laughs> i'm part of that. a i'm part of a women's group and and this morning i was at a meeting and and one of the questions that went around is what are your expectations of yourself for 2024 and everyone was talking about taxes and savings and all of these things and one girl the youngest girl at the end I think she just started her business she said I'm going to allow myself the grace to get it yes and it was like everybody was like yes girl that's it right there Mm -hmm. that that is one thing that therapy has taught me and um, to all the 30-year-olds that are out there, all the 35-year-olds, 30, 35, go to therapy. Go invest in your mental health. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that I have learned over this year of doing it, grace will get you through. And not only extending grace to yourself, well, it's not only extending grace to others, but extending a large amount of grace to yourself. I think we spend so much time being upset with us and disappointed in ourselves that we could give the same grace we're giving everybody else you could give yourself yes there you go it starts right there yeah yes mm-hmm. i am great my favorite thing to tell people is god's grace is sufficient and if we want to give grace we have to give grace to ourselves and give grace to others so that you can breathe a little easier sometimes you just cannot help life Life is going to literally happen. And are you going to let it happen to you or are you going to let life happen? That's right. You have to live by. That's right. Kitty Rebellion says a couple of things, but one that really changed my life was be the change. And then the end of that phrase, we did a whole episode on it over a year ago. Be the change you want to see in this world. Yes. So I believe I am love. I am walking, talking love. And I believe in giving compassion, not to people who quote unquote deserve it, Mm -hmm. but to everyone, because Mm -hmm. then I see the compassion I get in return. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's true. It is. It's so important because, you know, we're all, I know we're always talking about, oh, if it would be this way, if women over 50 could do this. And it's like, well, uh, I'm over 50. I'm going to start it. So I'm loud. I'm out there. I, you know, I, I speak for women. Everything I do is for women. And I, I've joined this women's group. And it's like, at first I thought, I was doing it by myself in, in, in the suburb that I'm at. 
and no, I've, I've, I've gone to two groups of women and we're all there. It's, and, and so now the, the collaborations happen now, you know, I'm, I'm going to change insurance companies. I'm going with this woman. I have a dog groomer. So it's like, if you start collaborating, even on a personal level, you start working and you start doing things and then you are the change uh, yeah. because it started with you. You know, like making a change and being a change, that's one of the biggest things that this season of our show that we really have incorporated. And one thing that I tell people, um, someone asked me the other day, they was like, why do y'all do so many artists? And I said that a lot of the time you guys meet these artists. Y'all meet these artists, these actors, these men, and y'all have this super, super perception of them. And you hear the music and you're like, and you're like, oh, this is probably just this mean individual. And then you sit down with them one-on-one, because, you you know, we sit down with them one-on-one, right. and you hear these big, grown men, and they're talking about some of the simplest things, and you're like, sir, I never thought I was going to get that out of you. Mm-hmm. And then we'll- right. We had an artist, and um, he told us, he was like, you know, nobody doesn't know this, and if you met him, you wouldn't know whatever, but he was talking about that he really, really loves um, Paris Hilton. And it, <laughs> oh, was that's so crazy. it was so crazy. And we were just so shocked. And so after the show was over, we were talking and um, we were talking about it. And he was like, you know what? I've never gotten anybody to ever tell me something like that. And I'm like, you know what? That's what we want. That's what I want someone to always be able to come and sit on our show and authentically be, be themselves. themselves. Yeah. I want someone to be in a space to feel like, oh, I can be me. I don't have to be the artist. I don't have to be this major man. I don't have to be this person. I want to come in this room and I want to be me. And while I'm in this space, I know that I'm unjudged. I am un I can be unfiltered and I can let y'all know who I am and be comfortable in it. And I want that in my person. I, I allow that in my personal space so that the people around me can authentically be themselves. Mm-hmm. You're being That's what I, yeah. You, that's what I try to do with my Facebook, my Instagram, and my TikTok. I will block people that are um, selling things when I don't even know them. You know, they're not people that I yes. know that I'm I'm supporting. Uh, people who come on there and I know that they are bots. They're just, you know. Um, yes. And people that come on there just to be creepers. And uh, so, no, uh, my... Uh, accounts have not grown very much in the past months but because i think i've blocked more people than i have followed because of their behaviors and because i only have authentic people who are going to speak and even be allies by listening and i know this through through lives and other things that i do and and that i've observed but if people are going to be fake they need to just stay away yeah yeah I really do. And I think that, you know, one thing, um, one of my, I, I, I TikTok, I love TikToking. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, one of my first ones that had a lot of numbers, I had did a review on a chicken place in Dallas. And if you're from Dallas, you know about Williams Chicken, and I did the reviews on it. Right. And um, I talked about, you know, how good it was, and um, this is my favorite location to go to when they have. Oh, some. I remember. Yes, that. I saw that one. Yes, yes. yes. So, in the midst of recording those, at the time, I didn't know what what God was preparing for my life to happen. But in the midst of them, the last one I recorded in front of page, it was right when my dad had passed away, um, had went home and passed away. So I had re- I made one the weekend prior to him passing away. It was my nephew's birthday. Made one with my mom in it and then had to come back to Dallas the next weekend because he passed away the next weekend. Wow. And so I stopped making them because I was like, mm, that really just took me for a loop. Didn't want to go home. And so when I decided to come back and make some videos talking on TikTok, it was about my grief. Mm-hmm. And so I did my first one and people were like, mm, I got some messages. So I probably, probably around like March, maybe I made a video and in the video and I know people say you shouldn't, I, they, my therapist hates that I say this. But I always say my dad randomly died on a Friday, which he did. He just randomly, randomly. passed away. Randomly. And he randomly, <laughs> I did, he randomly passed away. Like it was, I saw him on the weekend before, randomly happened. And I always say, that is so mean. You know, like I have beef with him. And so I made a TikTok. <laughs> you know, I, said, I said, I have beef with my dad because he randomly died. And he died and he knew our grandpa had passed. And he didn't know I had broke up because he didn't know that I had had a really traumatic breakup mm-hmm. with uh, my ex. It was a little domestic uh, violence, and it was really, really bad for me, but I was so ashamed of it. I only told my mom, and my friends knew, and my stepdad knew, but my dad didn't know because I knew my dad would, like, blow it out of proportion. Yeah. So um, I, I didn't tell him, and in my mind, I kept saying, you know, I have beef with my dad. And so I got the first comment. And a lady sent me a message and she was like, this is not healthy um, for you to talk about grief like that. And it is disrespectful. And I laughed it off because I was like, man, what? <laughs> so then um, I had another message and the lady was like, I think it's so great you feel like that. I thought I was the only one. I was ashamed of seeing this, but I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. So then more people kept coming and like, I feel this way. I feel this way. And I was like, okay, this is how I really feel. Yeah. And so it showed me like sometimes the things that we're really like, oh, this is a little cringy. It is like a thousand other people that feel right. just like you. You are not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are not alone. And if I have that platform to say this and make you comfortable, I plan to use my platform and say that. And if that's what I have to do and talk about, that is what I'm going to talk about. And what those topics that other women are like, oh, I'll never get on there and say, or all of that I'm going to talk about. I don't discuss gender roles on my show. I could really care less about who pays for <laughs> all the bills in the home and who yeah. pay all the bills. And if a man is listening, I will definitely go to Cheesecake Factory with you. On uh, the yeah. So yeah, I we we don't with talk or without makeup, girl. Thank you. With or without makeup, you know I am very like, look, 
It is 2023. If we both have to cut these bills 50-50, we're going to cut a bill 50-50. Right. And yes. we're going to survive in the economy. If the first date is at Cheesecake Factory, we're going to the Cheesecake Factory. I'm, hey. It's so many things in the world. People are yeah, stuck exactly. on those things when you could really talk about. Let's talk about your, your childhood. Like, what was your favorite cartoon? That Those are the things we talk about. And so that's how I like it. And and TikTok has taught us, and what you've just said right now, TikTok has taught us that we are not alone in what we are feeling. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're at home thinking, oh, nobody understands my situation. Nobody knows what I'm going through. We've said it. We've said it before. We we can get deep in our grief and sit there. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Girl, get on TikTok. Yes. And you will find thousands of people that feel exactly like you do and didn't know that everybody was out there feeling the same thing. That's what I've learned from TikTok. It's beautiful. It's like a wave of energy. Mm -hmm. All these people are coming together. As a collective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where I got my, my awareness from was I met Kitty Rebellion on TikTok. Yes. And then Mel, the podcaster. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's where we met. We have, um, well, yes, now we met. (laughs) Yes. And I think, you know, really social media has helped me in my business as well, because the way I met Miss Alice was through, I was a salon manager at the time. This was right before the pandemic and met them through the, I think I was doing a promotional shoot. I really want to say it was a promotional shoot for a hair company, but it was through social media. I am a firm believer that if you use social media the right way, you have the right intentions, social media can very much work for you, be it Facebook, mm-hmm. be it Instagram, be it TikTok, be it Twitter. I am a person in the group, um, I love social media, so I do run the social media for our podcast. Um, Jenny can get on Facebook. Jen um, can get on Facebook, get on Instagram, and get thousands of views on a video, and I can't. I can get on TikTok and get thousands of views, and she can't. Mm-hmm. Britt does not post. That's, that's really not her thing. If we post her that time, but she's just not a person that likes to post, so we do respect her. In that notion, she doesn't like to post on her personal page. Now, oh. so group page, she will. So we do respect it. So we that's working in our lanes. And so with us working in those lanes, we have really been able to use um, social media side advantage. We've recorded with people in Philly. Um, I think we recorded with a guy that was in Detroit. We have met people when we went to L.A., met we went to Miami last year and met some people in Miami from the podcast. So we really use it to your advantage. And if I could tell anybody that is podcasting, get on social media, get on TikTok, get on Instagram, get on Twitter. I am not a big Twitter fan, but get yeah. on Twitter. I know. Same. I'm not I can't. either. See, my husband does Twitter. I'm like, mm, go, you go ahead. This is my, um, <laughs> even though I am a big believer in freedom of speech and being able to say what you want. I am also, because I am an emotional person privately, very, very, very conscious of things that you say. And the idea of in five years, that can still hold weight on you. And so Twitter can be fun now, 
and in the moment, but in five years, is that same in the moment joke going to be funny or harmful to you? And then there it is forever. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's there forever. And so it Twitter plays a very, very fine line. I we have been told a many times that Twitter will be really good for us as a group. Um just that's just something right now. No. Now I have a burner page where I look at Twitter. Yes, I engage, I look, I see, I do study Twitter, but I that's not my type of playground that mm-hmm. I play with. So I'm yeah. not a- Instagram has been great to us. Instagram has been amazing to us. That is our key tool. I'm a TikToker. Brittany absolutely will not be. Is never going to get on TikTok. She's already <laughs> and um, Jen does it a little bit, but she, like I said, numbers are different. So yeah. Instagram is her playground. So we really, you know, use it now. Facebook, we occasionally do. My family is on Facebook, and my family. Um, they probably wouldn't approve of some of our conversations on the show, so I'm <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. there's some yeah. slang terminology that some people just may not be hip with, but mm-hmm. other yes. than that, I think it's it's uh, culturally endearing. That's the way I look at it. Well, yes. you know, I had already stopped posting on Facebook um, about a, a little over a year ago. I was just mm-hmm. there, and I wasn't even checking it. And then I joined um, the senior center here in my town. And that's (laughs) the only way that they communicate with everyone is through face. They were like, are you on our Facebook group? And I'm like, "Uh, uh, I can be. And so it's like, there you go for that. And then all these women's groups, they're all on Facebook. So I'm like, here I go. Here I am back on Facebook. And so now I have three that I have to check and I feel like I, I try to keep it even, but because they're all for different reasons. Exactly. Yeah. Instagram yes. is photos and reels and Facebook is now photos and reels. And then TikTok, uh, it's like a whole, you've got to do a small movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and edit and it along the way. Yeah. It's a lot of you know, I am old school. So I'm, I'm a hairstylist by trade. Even though mm-hmm. I have a regular nine to five and I do use my degree during the day, I am a hairstylist. I've had my license since I was 17. So I have a business, but I am very old school when it does come to my hairstyling. Um, I'm not big on the booking site. It's hard for me to post. I'm like the girls y'all see online. I don't post a lot, but I have clients. Just because <laughs> of the integrity of it, I'm really into just sticking to my clients. So being on the show has helped me to get better and being more mindful of if I post more, this is what more comes to me. But I just don't like recording hair, but I'll record the podcast. I know that sounds crazy. Yeah. No. When it comes to that end, just because I, I've been doing hair so long, I was the young girl mm-hmm. working in the salon. So I think of those times. But when it comes to this show, baby, I am on Instagram. I have times, I have a calendar that I go by. Um, I look at, I study the analytics on the page, I study the statistics weekly i think i go on there two days a week to look and see where we're weathering where is our audience coming from did we do something that was too male driven did we do something that was too female driven 
Um, I like to look at what times people are watching, what they are watching, what they like to watch, so I can kind of switch it up. And then just making sure that we're active, talking to other podcasts in the comments, um, reposting. Not only do we, we do work with a lot of artists, but there are different podcasts in the city that we speak with, radio stations and different shows. Currently, we like nominated for broadcast of Houston talk show of the year. And we nominated for like an underground award for. Oh, I love that. So And that typically came from working with some of the artists, um, the main artists that we work with the most, which is uh, Quiet Money Dot, working with him, him introducing us and just getting in those spaces. We are Mm -hmm. those people, those media people that we used to talk about. They had the media badges. We are those women with the media badges that we're talking and we had a mic and we asking questions. And that's literally how we came about. When I go out Friday, we're, we have a hosting this Friday. I'll have my microphone in my purse and I'm going to take it out and we're going to ask some questions. And wow. just not afraid to ask those questions. And from just seeing people, us being honest like that, we were able to meet other people and that's how we, you know, did the networking. For that's that. excellent. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, question. Yes. Tell us about the sophista ratchet realness sprinkled with black magic. Tell us about that. <laughs> so, that is sophista ratchet. That means we love to have us a good time. <laughs> very classy. We love the finer things, meaning that when we travel, it is five star everything. Five star hotel. We're getting a luxury car, living a luxury life. We are luxury, but we also are gonna get down with the get down. If y'all see some of the artists, some of the shows <laughs> that we go to, you're kind of like, ah, y'all would think you're Sophista Ratchet, and we're like, <laughs> hey, we, we dress like, up for all the shows, right? Yes, we do. Yep. Yes, we, we are the girls. Real. Yep. Yes, we dress it up and make it real every time. I know that's right. Yes, <laughs> we have phone, full face of makeup, nails. We are giving you Barbie realness in the middle of the hood, and that's what we are. Yeah. What is October fourteenth? October. Yes. Um. And shout out to our people on the south, um, south part of Houston. Um, so Dottober is, and this is crazy that you asked me what is Dottober. Okay, <laughs> that is one of our favorite artists that we do have on our show. Um, in the beginning, when we started out at the club, he was also starting out with his rep, with his albums coming out. And so, um, along the way, we have worked with each other every year. We interview him and we celebrate his album so when october comes that's his birthday month and it changes into dotober oh, so this year um when he came out he had celebration and we just followed along he is a great artist that has evolved over the timing and um even though i've only known him a short period of time which has probably been about four to five years each year, each October that we go to, it has been an elevation that has really went up. And so we've been able to see it. And so that's something in our group that we really, that we hold special to our heart and we celebrate every year. So mm. that is That's, that's really neat. Yeah, that is yeah. cool. Yeah. What's popcorn wrap? 
Oh, popcorn rap. <laughs> so popcorn rap is popcorn rap is when you just doing just any kind of rap to us. So when we say like popcorn rap is like if I was to tell you to rap, you to rap, and you to rap, and y'all just popping oh, rap and not doing nothing. Yeah. Okay, yes, I get that. Around you not. That's you a lot of pressure. <laughs> That's a lot. Well, it's also it. Who are you as an artist? Yeah. One thing we like to talk to a lot of the artists about. And you know, get to know. And for me, because this is music, I love music. Um, dream job would be like doing PR and art for a company, but I want artists to know that as a listener and as coming on, we want to know who you are. And if you have a lane, not to tell you to stick in that lane, but you don't have to jump on every trend, you don't have to be in every video. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to every place. Some artists are uniquely themselves because of who they are. And so you don't have to be a popcorn rapper. You don't have to be a rapper that, oh, I want to jump on this trend. I want to jump on that trend. Let me jump on this trend. Be yourself. That yeah. is why we're amazing who you are. As the way, we are <laughs> We um record often in a production. We have a production. We are on YouTube now, so you can find us on YouTube. You do have to have an exclamation. Oh, I, I've got all of it. Man, I've yes. been zigging around like a nosy little bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love it. We love it. Let me say something. The YouTube has helped us gain, and I would tell anybody that's podcasting, you know, uh, invest in a good camera, invest in a good production team and know what you can do and what you can't do. We we were initially we used to record our shows on my cell phone and then um it got to the point where we actually have an episode that is on my phone and I don't have enough storage to upload it to YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so it was a good episode. It wasn't great, but we were recording in our living room. So you know production wasn't amazing. Volume wasn't amazing. And so what we decided was that we would invest in ourselves in January. Um, I ended up finding Matchbox Podcasting from another podcasting group on the mute, uh, which we met them in the beginning. And I asked, I was like, who records for you guys? They told me who recorded for them. They gave us the information. Shout out to them because they've never been... um, they never want to not help us win. Mm-hmm. Anytime I reached out to ask questions, they will help. And they're a group of men. Oh, that's and so, so cool. Yeah. They gave us the information, let us know. And once we started recording um, with him, we were able to pick a team. So it's um, our production guy, and then he has an assistant. And we just go with the flow. You know, we figure it out. We see what we want aesthetically. We look at it. And as you look at the videos, and you will see, because in the next six months, you'll also see the transition of looking of how we are ele- we're elevating to make a consistent look and one set look and give y'all a set. So, you know, it's a lot for us right now um, just because we kind of moving into a different level of podcasting. So we kind of, you know, adjusting and trying to move at the same speed that everything mm-hmm. is moving, but we want to keep the momentum. Live in the moment, goddess. That's it. Yes. That's it. Um, yes, we are. Typically living in it. So I also got to hear the double standard. I thought that was fun. And if you could repeat that for Mel, if I, I can't ask you for it, then you can't ask me for it. And that was yes. from the June 10th, 2021 episode. Yes, of that the is so standard. true. It is a double standard. It is, I live by that. If it is something that I cannot ask you for and you cannot ask me for and we are in a relationship, 
then that's a double standard. Mm-hmm. And I, I want the listeners to know that that does not just go for women to men, that goes for men to women as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I am a person that does not fully believe that a woman can come to the table and say, You need to have um a hundred thousand dollars, and I don't have to have anything. And because you don't have a hundred thousand dollars, you're not a good man. I don't believe that because that's not a fair advantage because he can't ask of you that back. Now, right. does that mean it has the equal? No, but you can't ask for somebody to have this ultra high. It's um ultra high thing, and then you can't match that back because that's not a, a fair advantage. To it isn't. I'm very big on it. Don't ask me for nothing that you can't ask yourself for. Back. I want an educated man with money, but I don't want to be educated and I don't want to have money either. Yes. <laughs> but I want to take his money. And then his yes. money will be my money. Oh, and no. I'll be rich. And That's then how I'll... it sounds. That's exactly how it sounds. Or it even sounds like this. And I and I don't think a lot of people think about it like this. But I want man, I want him to take, pay all the bills. And I want him to work this really good job. But I don't understand that because he's paying all the bills in the home, he's always working. Oh, but you always, you also want this man that is always working to also take you on lavish vacations, take you shopping, um, put gas in your car all the time, and do all these things. But the expectation, just like a man saying, okay, I want this woman, and she needs to have all of these things, but I also want her to cook, I want her to wash, I want her to clean. How? How can this happen? How mm-hmm. can you all of the? How can this one human be all of these things for you that's and called addiction, right? It's yeah. codependency, right? It's a yes. you're addicted to the patriarchy. You're addicted to the programming, how you were brought up. You were told that you were less than. You're less than and you can't get any more than that. And you need to stay in your station and you need to work it like a good woman or a good man mm-hmm. and just take it. Yes. And that's all bullshit. All the separateness, all the beliefs everything that we're different we're different because tony we're not different we are the same we bleed the same we have the same organs Mm -hmm. the same chemistry chemical makeup metabolism everything yeah and i want people to understand that it's it's already hard just being a human yeah it's it's our you already have your things to be a human and when we go to giving these standards and these rules and dictating who is less than and who is more than um because one person might have something more than another and this person might be better we lose so much time yeah and so much energy and there's no need for it with, there's no love in that expression. None. None. It's None all control. There's no love. And, and I refuse. I need love. I need yes. love to exist on this planet. If I don't have love, then I am nothing. Yes. I agree with you. And a lot of times, we talk about this. We have a show. And one of our shows is called Struggle Love. And um, when we talk about it, when we talk about the struggle of, we talk about the fact that a lot of people 
And this really holds true to us because, um, you know, this is something that we, that we, in our dating, that we feel. And that is that, how can I say this? Um, people are raised on love and struggle. And a lot of times, a lot of women, we tend to, people that typically, how can I say it? We typically date men that are raised on struggle. And we mm-hmm. feed to it because it's like a project. And it's like, if I love him enough, I'm going to take all of that out of him. And it's going to be like, it's like the man is a damsel in distress. And all of this love is going to just change him into this amazing man and all of this. And so you get with this person and because you have so much love, sometimes they can't reciprocate that back to you. And so there's a balance in the relationship because you have this foundation of love and they have this foundation of struggle. And people don't realize how common that is for those two to attract and how though it might can bring love potentially, how stressful and hard that is to navigate in day-to-day life. Right. Yeah. But they don't change. I'll tell you that. Uh, I'm going to, when I was uh, the struggle, I was a, um, just starting to teach. I was newly divorced and I lived with a, like my first love, you know, that whole thing got together and he made much less, much less than I did. And he, if you asked him why we broke up, he would say that I got mad over orange juice and it okay. wasn't, it, oh my God. it wasn't that it was just that every day he would drink from the orange juice carton, which was like, I hated that. But then I thought I bought that orange juice and he's and I told him, you can drink from the orange juice, but bring your own orange juice. You know, I suck toothpaste out of my toothpaste. I don't share my tube with anybody. That's one thing. I have my sink. I have my own toothpaste. These are things that I don't share. But fine, fine. If you want to drink orange juice out of the carton, get your own carton and then borrowing money. You know, uh, because I made more money, he was needing to borrow money. And of course, resentment sets in because uh, I was 20 years old. You never get it back. I wanted my money. And then I would be a bitch for asking for my money back. Right. So, yeah, that was that. Yes, the struggle was there for him. He he was struggling. But I felt that we were not compatible because I felt like he had so much time to have gone to school to have done things that I had done I had gone and done these things why didn't he do them he had you know he came from a family that could have sent him to school and everything we just weren't on the right parallel track of time and I was so resentful so yeah I broke up over orange juice I but the significance of the orange juice is what broke up, and I think a lot. It's this girl on TikTok, and I watched it. And I, I had a client, and me and my client talked about it. And the young lady was talking about her and the guy were getting a divorce, and she was saying that a lot of people could not understand why they were divorcing. Mm-hmm. And so she said, I can't explain it. She said, I can only explain it 
by explaining this to you. And she said that currently right now, they were going through a divorce. And in the divorce that they were going through, she said that she had they had to sell off their home. And she had already moved into her own place and he was still in the home and they were waiting for the buyers to come. And she was randomly sitting at home and started getting calls from the water company and the water company was like, hey, your water bill's overdue. She was like, mm, that's pretty odd. I had already had a discussion with him about this. So she checks in her email and sees like they had been emailing telling her that the water bill was due. So she goes on and she says she calls them and she's like, hey, we talked about a month ago and I thought we had discussed and I told you, you need to call the water people, the light company, and you need to get it switched over for the new company. And so he didn't, he answered, hung up, and then she got a notice. He was like, oh, it's taken care of. And so she was like, hey, you need to take care of the other things. And so he proceeded to call back. And when he called back, he was like, yeah, so I need to say this. And she was like, yeah. So he hung up and then he called her back. And he was like, uh, can you kind of tell me what, what I should say? And she said at that moment, she just hung up. Because she said, this is exactly why we're getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. I so see people it. in the comments were like, oh, you know. And so people could not understand how she had gotten married and this irritated her. And I said, what a lot of people don't understand, and which, you know, it's a twofold thing on. Something really small that you only halfway address in the beginning can almost be a major detriment to a relationship. That's later. right. Mm -hmm. Because she probably did address it with him early on and probably laughed it off and was like, oh, you're going to always need me to do something for you. And then she never thought that it was really going to create a codependency. And yep. that little thing that she didn't think turned into a major thing. That's right. That's what happens. People think, you know, at the beginning, whatever is so cute at the beginning is going to make you want to jump across the table and strangle him for in six or seven years. Because you're going to become emotionally intelligent. You're going to become a higher thinker. Women, a lot of women have to become a higher thinker. They have to be able to take care of themselves in really obscure, dark situations. Mm -hmm. They ha It's all survival. Yeah. And then for men, it's like they're navigating procrastination since day one. They yeah. get on the internet and they watch internet lorn. You, we can say porn here. Okay, that's right. <laughs> internet porn. They watch porn and they think this is how I'm going to engage with women because this is what they want. They want their hair pulled. They want to be talked to in a degrading manner. They want shit taken away from them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. sneakily they think it's cute no we don't think it's cute no, none it's of it's not. cute none of it yeah the toaster strudel or the 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 twinkie comments mm -hmm. that were made by this one young man to his new bride at in his wedding vows on tiktok oh yeah thank thanks yeah. to our friend adam avidable who yes. comes on here you saw it right yes yeah see yeah i think that People gotta take a take a stop and take um what is I think somebody said take stock of the things around you. Mm -hmm. And I know we don't have to plan, you know, long term, but I did tell myself this is one thing 
when I get into another relationship, because one thing I didn't do in my last relationship was that I didn't think about what this would look like in three years. Mm. And so what I thought was like, oh, that'll never be me. That'll never happen to me. I'll, I'll never be in this space. I don't think this is for me or this would never happen to me became that reality for me because when I saw small signs of it, I ignored it. Because yes. my right. ego told me it would never be me. And mm -hmm. so I didn't give Denial. Yes, denial. That is the major mm -hmm. word. Denial mm -hmm. of thinking it would be me. So I didn't address them early on. And so when they were created, he was like, um, since when do you have a problem with this? This isn't, well, sir, wait a minute. I've always had a problem. Mm -hmm. I just didn't speak up enough about it or you didn't pay attention with it. And so I think now you have to take stock in the beginning. I feel like whoever I'm going to potentially get with and become serious with and date, those are things that I want to take. And the first time I see something I don't like. Now, even though I'm in my delusional phase. Um, <laughs> you got to speak up. Yeah. Because one thing I tell people, I'm not going to teach a man how to date me. Mm -mm. I'm not going to teach you how to date me. We are nope. 34, 35, 36. You, I'm not going to teach you how to date me. What I will yep. tell you is what I want and what I don't want. And if you cannot accommodate those needs or they there are not you go. the boundaries, yes. yes. I don't I don't have to stay in this space. It was mm -hmm. nice knowing you, but maybe this is not our path to cross. There you go. There it is. No and heart, no foul. No heart. Oh, baby, that's the one right there. That's my favorite thing. No heart, no foul. I mean, yeah. a man saying, Oh, I want to take you on a date. I think you're so amazing. I saw your show online when I met you. Um my friends had told me who you were. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And so he kept texting me, kept texting me, kept texting me. And I was like, oh, okay. And so he was like, oh, I want to see you. I was like, oh, okay, we'll plan a date. And so he said it again on another day. And I was like, plan a date? And you can always see me. And so eventually, I think we were probably like three weeks into the random texting. And I said, we'll never see each other if you don't plan a date. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, well, just tell me what day and time. I said, ask me yeah. out on the date. And if that's what cannot be done, then we'll just be waiting. And that's right, because it will never be done. It'll never be done. And once I set that standard, I did not hear from him again. Yeah. But had that been from a man that was intentional with what he wanted to do. He, he would have planned the date. Thank you. He would have did it. The same mm -hmm. way I hold myself the same way being accountable. I was also talking to someone in the midst of my dating and I knew I was not attracted to him physically and I knew that what he was getting, his relationship he was getting out of was not going to be good for me and I knew I didn't want to bond. So I told him, I was like, hey, you know, after the date last night, we had went on our second date. I said, hey, you know what? I just don't think this is going to be good for me because I don't want to trauma bond with you and I don't want to get with you and be left in a very vulnerable space because you're still one foot into your previous relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be caught up in your healing process and I'm okay with that. And this yeah. has been great. You're not a bad man. 
But for me, because I'm doing the work to heal myself, you're going to have to do the work to heal yourself before I would want to connect with you. And he was okay with it. He understood. And I understood. And I was like, I have See, to start See, that's so great. Point. Yes. That's human. Yeah. Let's, be, let's all look. We show our bellies. That's what we do. I had a real problem about, you know, a few months ago with being announcing who I actually am because I didn't know who I was. Yes. I feel like there's there's a lot of that going on with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But when you once you set those boundaries, those personal boundaries, and they're not like a stick in the sand and they're there's firm boundaries you know and they don't they still mistreat you they think that we're going to stick around for more i don't know that this whole thing of of uh the loneliness of men um yeah it's happening because women are putting up with so much less from men right now and and i see it i see i see it all over tiktok i see it out in public and women are, you know, making their expectations known and their boundaries are firm and their expectations are what men are cannot deal with. Yes. We went out to dinner the other night and my partner and I, you know, it's like two best friends going out to dinner. Seriously. And we're walking and we're chatting and. And we see this guy and he's looking at his car and he starts screaming, screaming. Like we're all just being, you know, quiet and we're all walking. All the people are walking towards this really busy restaurant and he's in his Lexus or whatever. And I have a feeling, you know, he was yelling at whoever was driving. And, you know, my partner and I were like thinking it was going to be a kid, right? Mm. And it was wife yeah he was screaming at his wife and then he turns around and starts walking into the restaurant without her (laughs) and of course (laughs) we're looking at each other like what a fucking dick Mm -hmm. number one and my partner looks at me and goes he should she should definitely divorce him yeah yeah. Oh, these. Yeah, and hopefully she will. She'll know that that's not. Oh, it's pretty, and it's so hard for people to understand um, that you don't have to be loved in that capacity. You won't be loved in that capacity. You won't always be loved in that capacity, and you're worthy of more of being loved. So that much more. That's that's learning boundaries within yourself. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that the younger me would have allowed that me now, oh no. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Now, but I'm on a whole different uh uh-uh. uh. You can it's strict over here. There are rules and we're gonna yeah. follow. That's right. That's right. No more yelling, no more screaming, mm-hmm. no more beatings, no more mm-hmm. emotional trauma, none of it. Yes, and communication. That is one thing that I am in my next relationship. Um, I want to be with somebody that makes me comfortable enough to be in a safe space. Um, I can be very dominant, 
very okay i can just do it like let me just do it let me get it done i don't want to uh if not i can call my mom my stepdad say you're gonna get it done like this i don't need to ask you for anything i want to be in a honest true space where i can let that guard down and just be soft me yeah communicate how i feel and that's how i think i'll know if i'm really with somebody that i want to not be so delusional with and be with for real because i'll know that i'm in a space where i can be that person with them and communicate with them and say hey i don't really like this or hey i like this let's try this again or can we work on this and be willing to work on it mm-hmm. those are the things that i'm taking to create and they won't take it personal it's mm-hmm. not personal it's just you expressing what's going to make you happy what's going to make you comfortable in the moment yeah. yes Yes. Yeah. Sure. This has been so fun. Yes, it has. It really I has. Love this. And I thank I y'all for letting so, me come. Oh my God. We're so honored. We <laughs> are, yeah. Yes. Thank, thank you so y'all. much. Thank, thank you y'all for letting me come on and speak to your audience. This we was should great. do this okay. again. Kitty Rebellion <laughs> called like right before the whole show and I was thinking oh my gosh it's it's almost like destiny mm-hmm. but I didn't ask her for this episode but I think and then Kitty oh. can join and you can yes. meet Kitty Can't yes wait meet I her. would love to yes 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 call me up ask me to come on I am here I love you and y'all your listeners everybody's listening come yes. and listen to us I want to hear from y'all y'all can hear from absolutely awesome awesome Live, <laughs> all streaming platforms. We are on YouTube. We are all over the city of Houston. So yes, please listen. We got energy. Yeah, thank huge. you. Thank you so much. I love y'all energy. I love y'all. Oh, energy. we love, love you, love you too, girl. Love you all yes. day. Yes, thank y'all so okay. much. Okay, bye. Yes. Peace bye. out. Word to your mom. Bye. Yes. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast, where every bit of our energy is focused on making all women aware they are so much more than they believe. When you're thinking you can't do something, we want to be there to tell you you can. All you have to do is try, even if it's the smallest part of you trying. As Kitty says... Instead of reacting, ask yourself these questions. Is it kind? Is it necessary? And is it true? She also says, be the change you want to see most in this world. When you want love and compassion, give love and compassion. Thank you for listening to the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast.